0: Back and see me. Hello. Hi, welcome back to Adolescence After Alderaan I'm Caroline Guthrie I'm Meg Fariello We are a podcast dedicated to retracing our adolescent journeys Through the Star Wars Expanded Universe One book at a time hmm We're getting to see where they lead. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're 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 going literally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, And today we are finishing our trip back through that wretched hive of scum and villainy, Moss Eisley Cantina.
1: Yeah, even more tales.
0: Yep, the final tales of Moss Eisley Cantina, bringing it all all together. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it was. An interesting an interesting little jaunt here. It ended on a weird note for me. But. Yeah,
1: it was weird and, like, very um, – I feel like these tales more than Jabba's Palace were, like, melancholy. Yeah. And, like, bittersweet in a way that – I mean, Jabba's tales were, like, most of them were pretty sad. But, like, dark and sort of twisted –
0: yeah, they were more pointed. Yeah. There was more of like an edge to them.
1: And these felt kind of like sort of just like very melancholy, very kind of wistful and Yeah. Interesting. An interesting batch.
0: Yeah, so we'll make our way through yeah. the tales. First up was uh When the Desert Wind Turns, the Stormtrooper's Tale. Yeah.
1: By Doug Basin. Not Benson. <laughs> which I heard a million
0: times. With, like, Doug Benson wrote a Star Wars Doug, short story? Doug Benson of Doug Loves Movies. Not that Doug Benson. <laughs> and I don't think that it was supposed to be the reference, but I kept thinking of As the World Turns, which yeah. is a soap opera I used mm-hmm. to watch with my mom yeah, it, it, <laughs> as mean, a it, kid. It,
1: it's hard not to think of that, I think, after, you know, whenever that soap opera began.
0: I mean, it's one of those that goes way back from, like, the 50s or something, yeah. one of those, like, really old-timey CBS soap operas. Yeah, but, but it regardless, wasn't really a soap
1: opera. It was sort of just, so his, the names in this group of stories.
0: I have no chance. Are,
1: but they're, like, weirdly almost, like, n- like, names you would hear on Earth and then sort of, like, switched a little bit. <laughs> So his name yeah, is, they're
0: sort of like Game of Thrones names. They're Game of
1: Thrones names, yeah. His name is Davin Felth.
0: That's definitely a Game of Thrones name.
1: Yeah, and he, um, I believe, is the stormtrooper who picks up the, like, bolt, nuts he's and the, bolts.
0: He's the one who says, look, sir, droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's, like, very <laughs> peppy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pep to him.
0: Um, and this, He's tale, a real go-getter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I want to talk more about, like, the settings of these tales, maybe towards yeah. the end, um, because barely any of them spend any time actually in
0: the oh, cantina, um, except yeah. for maybe
1: the pope's, the po- the pipe smoker's tale. Um, but he is, a. we start off with him, and he's at, at the Imperial Academy on Corita, who, we've been to Corita before in one of these books, right?
0: Yeah, Kipteron blew it up. Oh, that's right! <laughs> oh no!
1: Yeah, he, I was like, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. I, I was thinking Jedi Academy. Did we go to Karina? Karina we did. Karina's no we more. We said hello and goodbye to
0: Karina. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm glad I wasn't off on that. Um, no. So yeah, he's training on Karina, and
0: um, it's sort of like the Full Metal Jacket kind yeah, of thing. Yeah,
1: he's like in boot camp, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's it's doing a pretty good boot camp. job. He's like yeah. making friends and like going through like the hazing or whatever. And
0: yeah, he's got a real sort of like fresh off the turnip truck attitude of you know, oh shucks, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, but I'm gonna right do my put best. my nose to the grindstone, shoulder the wheel. Yeah, so he ends
1: up in ATAT training. training, and he, you know, it's sort of like the uh, Kobayashi Maru in a. Star Trek, where, yeah. like, they put him in a situation that's sort of, like, you know, kind an of impossible. Yeah.
0: Um, to see what he'll do. Although he doesn't know that it's a simulation. He thinks that he's actually right. just yeah. driving an AT-AT and being attacked by rebels. Yeah, he's not. Because, again, brightest. he's very gullible. Yeah.
1: Um, but he manages to figure out that the underbelly of the AT-AT is the, like, weakest link. <laughs> and um, so he, he sort of Gets out of this Kobayashi Maru. He has like,
0: he has the ATAT like dive to the ground. Yeah, like right, and like cover
1: its stomach because he's like, and he when he gets out of it, um, general or is he general Colonel Veers? Colonel Veers, who we know very well from Empire Strikes Back. He's the colonel in the uh, ATAT Walker. Um, You know, the colonel is like, what? How did you? Figure out how to do this, and he's like, "Well, you know, it seems like the underbelly of the the, the at eighty walker is like the most vulnerable. Like you could use string to bring this guy. This yeah, guy like
0: Jackie it baseball. seems. Yeah, the, yeah. This guy says it's like super obvious weakness that's gonna be a problem here, and Colonel Veers." says that he's like oh my gosh you're right like we totally need to take care of this but right. I guess of yours is actually just like get this guy out of here forever his feelings are very
1: hurt <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that my he's interpretation. so offended <laughs> is that he but thought he these were so unkillable hard. things that that nobody could take down an ATH walker and this kid straight off the boat is telling him actually there's a really big problem with these machines <laughs>
0: And in in the way of the empire, rather than address your really big problem, you you just ignore it and and assume that no one will ever notice. So Colonel Veers has this guy reassigned from the kind of like elite squad that he's earned his way into to just like the lowest grunt stormtrooper squad where they like Haze him like crazy. Yeah. They hate him for having been successful before. You know, in this squad, he doesn't get to have a name. He just has a number. number yeah, um, really yeah, mean. and this is how he ends
1: up on Tatooine, sort of doing like the, yeah. you know,
0: looking for the droids,
1: right? Um, and he's like, and he's
0: what the he's there when they kill Owen and Maru.
1: Yeah, and he's like, he's a uh, he's not super on board for it and he like thinks to himself in that moment he's like i don't know what the, i'm going to if they ask me to kill somebody like
0: yeah cuz the guy who's in charge keeps like telling someone who's off screen right, to, kill, to them. kill him
1: um and he's like i'm not sure like that i'm going to be able to do that um and so yeah so he's, he's around like for Finn. that he's around for when the jawa steals the blaster um and tries to kill the stormtroopers and he sees someone else kill yeah another
0: he- Stormtrooper kills the job. He's like,
1: he is again, like, I, you know, he's really not, he's not
0: on board for that. He's, he's not like, on board for he... this at
1: all. Um, and eventually they track down the droids to Docking Bay 94. 94. Um, and he sort of realizes this isn't what he wants to do. And he ends up shooting his commander. Um, yeah, in the back. In the back. And he realizes that, like, he can't, you know, if he wants to live, like, he can't actually, like, get out of this situation. Like, there's no way you could stop being a stormtrooper. So he decides that, like, from within the system, he's going to do whatever he can to kind of, like...
0: Yeah, he's like, I'll be a rebel spy or I'll be a savage. Right, or like, I'll
1: do what I can from, like, my position.
0: But, um, so, that was... The only reason our heroes got out yeah. is because this stormtrooper... Shot his commander in the back had a attack of conscience raises the theory that maybe stormtroopers suck because their hearts just not in the work yeah they
1: just they don't (laughs) want to be doing this yeah Yeah, they were (laughs) doing real well and then somebody you know demoted them for no reason
0: yeah seems yeah so then we have soups on the pipe smoker's tail yeah which is our our old friend the Anzat or the right the assassin
1: Derek Janico. That yeah, Danic you know, Jericho. Yeah,
0: Danic Jericho, and not much happens in this tale. No. It's just like Danic Jericho hanging out at the cantina, Smoking. reflecting on what kind of a guy he is. Yeah, I mean right? it's very
1: similar. Yeah, and and we we sort of were with him at the. This is the only one that really takes place in the cantina, um, and we see him. Just sort of standing there, and he's kind of like glancing around, and he's like, "Oh, maybe I'll drink like Obi Wan soup." And then Obi Wan like uses a force block, and he's like, "Oh, I can't do that guy." And then he's like, "This dumb dumb Luke Skywalker, like <laughs> he would be easy." To
0: get his- <laughs> like his soup's not not cooked yet. No,
1: right, which like is would, would the truest like-
0: observation anyone has made about <laughs> Luke's brain is like this soup is not. Yeah, cooked he's yet. not ready.
1: Um, And so this is because in in the story that we wrote in Jabba's Palace, or Tales of Jabba's Palace, he's very obsessed with Han Solo's soup. And we find out why here is because when he walks in, he's like, oh, like...
0: That is the soup for me. Sort of like
1: a Goldilocks situation. Like, Obi-Wan's is too hot and Luke's is too cold. (laughs) And like, this (laughs) is just, just right. That is
0: the man whose brain juices, I must slurp.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we don't... I, I feel like that was one story that... Would have benefited reading this one first and the... Yeah. The but
0: this is... It's very much just in that one shot you get of him smoking yeah. a pipe.
1: like what's going on in his head, What's basically. going
0: on in his head yeah. and sort of what kind of a guy he is. Yeah. Which is... It's very... It's sort of interesting, but there's not much going on plot-wise
1: there. Yeah. Um, then the next story, At the Crossroad? Yeah. The, the Spacer's, Spacer's Tale. Yeah. And the spacer is the guy you see in just basically an astronaut
0: costume. Yeah, he's got, like, he's got dark hair. He looks very handsome. Like, he looks like he's
1: he's straight out of the 70s. Um, Yeah.
0: And he is not a smuggler, but he's in a related line of work. He's, like, a pilot. He doesn't own his own ship. He runs ships back and forth. He's sort of a pilot for hire. Yeah, and he works for the monks, but not the Bobar monks, right? I, no,
1: I kept th- I kept waiting for there to be like a reveal.
0: <laughs> How world. many varieties of monks are there on a Tatooine? Tatooine is a
1: very like holy place. There's yeah, a lot of monks.
0: I wonder if if it's really like the, the, the Alabama monks? of space. Yeah. It's <laughs> dusty. It's hot, and there's a lot of religion. A lot of religion. Like,
1: I mean, is Tales from Jabba's Palace the first time? like, canonically, we see the Bomar monks? Maybe. Because maybe they just hadn't had that idea. I quite. don't,
0: I don't think they wrote the Star Wars Journal Hero for Hire first, although...
1: <laughs> we'll have to wait and see.
0: <laughs> that seems to be the
1: one that has the most Bomar monk mythology.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of Bomar monks in, uh, yeah, I, so maybe these are Bomar monks or maybe not. Yeah, but it's um, some we don't, kind of monks, yeah. We don't see the monks, so... Um,
1: but yeah, he so he right before we 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 meet him, he has just beaten Hans' timing
0: in the castle in the castle
1: run. Um, which he's
0: treated very offhandedly, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, it,
1: it becomes, like, not such a big deal, but it should kind of should be in the Star Wars yeah. universe, I would think.
0: I mean, given how much of a huge thing that gets built up into everywhere yeah. else in the world, this guy just comes in and is like, hey, I beat, like, sees Chewie's and like, hey, I beat your time! Right. and, and is like, like, whatever. Oh, you,
1: yeah. whatever. <laughs> but he's like, super <laughs> excited to tell them, like, when he's flying in. Um...
0: And he's oh, but when he fly, he has to get past right. like the Imperials, right? The TI basically,
1: right? The Imperials are orbiting around Tatooine because of the message from Leia, basically. Um, so yeah, he gets shot down,
0: or he they're trying to shoot him down, and he they send a, ta- a group of tie right. uh, fighters after him, and he ends up taking all of them out. So then the stormtroopers are all looking for him because they're sore about right. those. And he tries to sort of give him the slip by pretending to be like a a guy proselytizing a religion in the street. Oh, and he has a moment in the bar with Obi-Wan when when Obi-Wan is looking for someone to hire. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, hey, how about you? You seem like you've got stuff going on with the Force. And he's like, well, I I don't actually have a ship, so I can't. And Obi-Wan's like, okay, but before I go... You know, you need to be the dark side. Right. I can tell that you're living a life on the border. You know, you need to right. make your choices, think about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, made the force be with you so hard. Like, just, yeah. Yeah,
0: Obi-Wan is just, like, change lives <laughs> yeah, everyone like,
1: with just like a word <laughs> just a
0: everyone who sustains eye contact with obi-wan yeah. it is like the most significant moment of their yeah. life. and this
1: guy we learned uh through sort of point of view that he's like he's not really strong on the force but he's like always kind of trying like he's always yeah thinking maybe like, he can do something
0: he is like your average audience member of Star Wars right. who has heard about the Force and is just always trying it out, yeah, See what he like, can make he's happen. He's gonna
1: try, keep trying. Yeah. Um. So he, this really Obi Wan's comments really do sort of hit him pretty hard. Um, yeah.
0: And so then he uses that kind of like proselytizing to try to escape the stormtroopers, right. and it doesn't work. And then he's trying to use the Force to cloud the stormtrooper's mind to let him go, and he's making all these like. Deals with the force, like force. If you get right. me out of this one, um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it all up. All to
1: you, yeah,
0: I'll be on the straight and narrow. And even though his head, he's like, the force doesn't work like this, though. Right, um, he's still try. <laughs> it does. It does. It does work. The stormtroopers get confused. They go do something else. And he's just like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go find the monks. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, just join up. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, he he devotes his life to.
0: A very significant day in his life. Where yeah, he just yeah it was a big everything.
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our fourth tale is Dr. Death, a tale of Dr. Evazin and Ponda yeah. Baba, who we've seen a Which thousand is, times.
0: <laughs> and this story takes place
1: nowhere yeah, even hilarious. near the like I mean, the fact that he lost his arm matters, but, like, it barely matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, barely
0: matters and this is by it, Kenneth
1: C. Flint who wrote the Bib Fortuna story which I think has like a lot of similar
0: yeah there's a real body horror yeah, he loves, thing he loves going to, on in this guy's stories <laughs> to put
1: brains and put brains in yeah brain. he
0: really likes to move <laughs> brains
1: around um, so yeah so this takes place way years is it years years later quite a bit of time after it really reminds years and,
0: me Distance, is uh,
1: huge. We've already started watching horror movies because that's how we do fall. I
0: watched, I watched Rebecca last <laughs> night. It is time.
1: Um, but, it, like, the way they describe the they're on this planet, and they're basically like, in a castle, and it just, like, reminded me of, like, a Universal Studios 1930s, like... Frankenstein. Well, like, the machine
0: he invented is the thing from the end of Young Frankenstein, which they use, like, to (laughs) move, it's 100% the end of Young Frankenstein, where they're like, "All right, let's strap you to this table, and strap you to this table, and flip on the machine, and, like, brain stuff gets moved around. Yeah, that's
1: what's happening. It's
0: absolutely just a classic Universal Studios set. (laughs) Um, So, uh, they've
1: been on the run. Dr. Ebison is is not a... You know, he's 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 Doctor Death. He's doing crazy experiments, and he's you know wanted and twelve. Which, systems. like,
0: when I saw that guy in Mass Eye's Cantina, I did not think that that was a man of science, even no. a man of evil science. Yeah, like. yeah,
1: very evil science. And um, Punda Baba has kind of wanted revenge for the loss of his arm, which he blames the doctor for. Um, but
0: right, there's still they used to be BFFs, but now Panda Bob is just kind of like hanging in there because he's like, you owe me an arm. Right. And, like, and I'm the hanging in here until I get a new arm. Has
1: been like, all right, I'll get you. I'll get you an arm. And so he also which is that a the rover, his creature? Yeah. What? I'm trying to it's, it reminds me of the blob race. It's a he's a blob racer, right?
0: <laughs> I, I think maybe he has a pet blob.
1: He, yeah. I mean, it's a blob.
0: I don't yeah, know, he's pe-
1: thinking, like, is this a blob race?
0: <laughs> <Creepy>. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's a racing blob, or maybe it's something like a different else. Other like blob?
1: He has, like, a pet blob.
0: Like, the like the racing blobs like, the Greyhounds, and this is, like, a Labrador okay. or something. But yeah, he's got, he has like,
1: a pet blob. And so he's got a blob named Rover. Named Rover. Yeah, the names, again, stories <laughs> So he and his pet blob, and so they've they've kidnapped this senator of the same species that Punda Baba is aqual-ish.
0: That guy doesn't, yeah, that dum-dum doesn't know he's been kidnapped until late in the story. Yeah,
1: he thinks he's just hanging
0: out. (laughs) Yeah, well, they've managed to get some kind of, like, funding. They've managed to get like a government grant (laughs) on on (laughs) Pond planet to do their experiments. (laughs) And so this guy comes to be like... Yeah, this guy comes to be like, hey, I need to see what you're working on because they want to discontinue your funding. Right. And you should never go to an evil scientist's lair and threaten his funding no. because, like, that is death in every situation. Yeah. And so Dr. Death is like, look, I've made a machine and you can use it to switch brains between bodies. Yeah. And Great. the guy's like, but why oh, yeah. would I do
1: that? Because they he's failed a couple times to give Pundababa an arm.
0: Right. Well, apparently – Yeah, apparently this this brain switcher thing is just this guy's life work. Like, all he wants is to switch brains because he wants to put his brain in the body of, like, a young hottie because he knows that he is not a a looker. Right, yeah. And so Panda Baba is like, look, put my brain in this dude's body. He's my same species. He has two arms. Great. Let's do it. So they go to do it. And then at the same time, this guy whose whole family Dr. Death killed shows up as part of a commando unit to kidnap him and take him somewhere yeah, for justice. For
1: justice, yes.
0: And he's a young and hottie. He's a young hottie, and Dr. Just like, I'll put my brain in this guy's yeah. body, but then it's not working, and they're fighting on the roof, It's still very much like a Universal Studios yeah. movie, and he manages to kill the young guy, maybe, or the young guy sets off a bomb, and yeah. po- Ponda Baba Cobb's, but it turns out that the Senator, instead of Ponda Baba's brain going into the Senator's right, body, the Senator's, the senator's body. brain right. went into Ponda Baba's body and they throw him off the roof and they explode everything and it looks like he's dead, but it turns out Rover saved him. Yeah. And so he's not dead and he's just like, "Say la vie. Right. I'll go get, f- I'll go try again. Get Look, some more thanks, funding somewhere. <laughs> I like, really appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah thanks for giving yourself your life for me, Rover. I'm gonna go keep work keep dreaming the dream yeah and,
1: and him and his blob walk into the sunset.
0: <laughs> well, his blob's dead, but oh, yeah no, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next was drawing the maps of peace, the moisture farmer's tale. Yes, this was a weird tale to me. It was
1: so strange.
0: <laughs>
1: and like interesting. But very strange. So I had to look up who the moisture farmer was in the cantina. He's just like a dude. Yeah. Like in the background. Like not an alien, just like a human dude. Right. Very nondescript. Um, And he's a moisture farmer and he's living out on his own. He has his own little moisture farm. Right. And there have always been like problems with the sand people and the Jawas and sort of like territory... Um, and so apparently the sand people, like, often with the moisture farmers will just, like, come up to their, like, what do they call them? Vaporators. Vaporators. I'm like, it's a stick. The vaporators <laughs> and just, like, steal the water. Um, but what this guy has been doing is just, like, sort of communicating to the sand people that, like, okay, this one evaporator, like, you can come and take the water from right. this one.
0: Leave my other evaporators right, alone. Right, and
1: I will let you... Have access I will leave to this. the water out for this one, right? And so he's kind of had this like developed this nice relationship with the Sand People, and that gives him the idea that like first of all we can work out the issues, out, yeah. Um, and with the Stormtroopers now kind of like encroaching on this territory, he's like, it would be great if I could sort of have some way of explaining to like the Jawas, the Sand People, and the other Moisture Farmers, like whose territory kind of belongs to who, so we don't have, like, problems. And right. so he basically wants to create, like, a map of the area and show it to everybody so that, like, there's some sort of, like, established set of
0: boundaries. Like, boundaries we can all deal with. So he's, And he's got a really good working relationship with this one Jawa. Yeah. And the Jawa tells him, like, how to say hi to sand people and you know, how to do this and that. and Right. So they're working on it, and his neighbors are not super on board. Some of them are really for it, and some of them are against it. And his neighbor is engaged to this Iranian woman. Yeah. Which, like, I have a million questions about how these two met. <laughs> but, um, but she's, like, super into him. Yeah, she's super into it. And so then... It's all going great, and they're talking about dividing up the territory, but then at the wedding, the Sand People attack, because the Sand People have this, like, rumspringa thing, where adolescent male Sand People, when it's time to come of age, just go and wreak havoc across Tatooine. And they kill the guy whose wedding it is, and they carry off the woman, and so this guy has to go and negotiate with them Mm -hmm. to release her. Which they do, but then the evaporator gets blown up. It sort of turns out that like the empire is actually manufacturing things to keep sand people, Jawas, and moisture farmers in conflict, right?
1: Because it's better because for they them. They don't want them. Yeah, yeah and if also they, like, if, they, if they, they were all working
0: together, they right.
1: Might and it's resist. A, it's a better excuse for the stormtroopers like to be patrolling and like
0: randomly killing people, right?
1: If if um, there's like conflict on the ground. Um, and so he realizes, the moisture farmer, that, like, there's no way that his map idea is going to work if the stormtroopers just, like, are going to keep doing this. So he yeah. decides, along with the old Iranian woman, to, like, join the rebellion.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the story. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> the their moisture. story.
1: Um, and then we get maybe the weirdest tale.
0: Yeah. Of this. I set. wasn't.
1: It took me a while to figure out what was going on with this one, and I think I've got it. This is one last night, in the masque in the cantina, the tale of the wolf man and the lamproid. Right, um, and I
0: did not remember the lamp with the lamproid. No,
1: I think I was confusing the lamproid with the night lily. <laughs> character. Yeah, um, but they're different. But they're very similar in this, and they're sort of wormy. Yeah, both kind of wormy creatures, and the Wolfman is obviously the wolf man
0: like the lamproid is not someone that i would expect the wolfman to be sexually attracted to
1: no but he is (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) very much so yeah i can't imagine that they had even like compatible sexual organs yeah i don't know know. know. it's fine it's fine but yeah they,
1: they they fall in love um, yeah. And they meet at the Mos Lee Chiantina Cantina.
0: For the first time, and then many times afterwards for the first time.
1: Yeah, so they meet, uh. and, and she is, the Lamproid, um, is, like, very in touch with the Force. She's, right. like, really good at it. Um, and so, and, and a member of the Rebellion. So she sort of convinces him to join up with her.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the way it starts is that he's flying a X-Wing in the Battle of yeah. Endor. And, mm-hmm. and then he's thinking, like, I'm going to crash. This is the end. I'm going to die. Right. And then he suddenly is sort of, like, flashed back into the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah. And he's there for the first time. But he can also remember, remember. the times that he was there before. Yeah. So he's talking to Dice, because her name is Dice. Dice, he's yeah. He's talking to Dice and saying, like, you know, I feel like I know you from somewhere. You know, they're doing these weird, like, sort of cryptic. Yeah, things. it's sort
1: of so it sort of loops between three different scenes. And so it's them meeting in the cantina over and over again, her her dying on at the Battle of Hoth, which is where she is there are uh, there yeah. any other alien creatures on Hoth?
0: I don't remember. Right. I mean maybe like, some little guys, like, in suits maybe. running around.
1: Um, but she but, she ends up dying, like, actually dying on the Battle of Hoth. And then he... um, Does he crashes die? Crashes on Endor. Right, he crashes on Endor. Um, I didn't think he died. I do not think he died but either. But he... Yes, maybe he
0: did die, but though. But maybe he did
1: die. Yeah, so that's the way... The sto- so the story is, like, the force, or, like, her use of the force is sort of, like, constantly bringing them back and forth in time which I didn't know the force
0: could do that (laughs) yeah it was like a real Bran Stark kind of thing yes it was very three-eyed raven (laughs) yeah like you could go back and like see the past again or go back and live the past again but you also could go back and make a different choice if you wanted wanted to to, so it's not just like a vision and I guess the point of it is that even even knowing like what it's gonna be for him, even knowing that like right, he's gonna died, lose right. her, she's gonna die, he's gonna crash on Endor. Which now I'm thinking more and more that he does die. He does when he die. On well, because they,
1: yeah, I w- I had to reread the story.
0: But like even knowing all of that, that he would still choose in that moment to like go with her, to love her, and to join the rebellion.
1: Yeah. Um... There's
0: also kind of a weird element of the shining to this mm-hmm. with the whole you know you're always here and you always will, will be have here. Been here yeah
1: because yeah, it says so the last couple paragraphs and then tail and paul their hearts and souls entwined forever dice led shivrock which is the name of the wolfman through the forest of endor's moon to a special place near an ewok village where three fr- friends waited who i assume are
0: obi-wan, Obi-Wan anakin and, and yoda, yoda.
1: Um, as they had always waited, and they always would wait for all those who joined them, bound by the force. And behind them in the forest, the music from the cantina slowly faded and was never heard again. Yeah, so, like, the spaces of these, like, three crucial events yeah. in his life are kind of just, like, blending together over and over again. And it just seems like it's kind of, like, a cyclical... It's, a like, a very different story than anything I think we've seen in these tales.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that he did die on yeah. Idor, and indoor. then, like, their spirits were reunited it made me
1: think that dice is maybe the most force sensitive creature sentient ever ever seen in all of star wars
0: dice is basically a force goddess yeah
1: like like, i was like wow
0: but like a good force user she's very buddhist with it she's She's not trying to use it to manipulate or control people she's not you know
1: yeah they're both end up being very good
0: Maybe she's a little bit like Amy Adams in Arrival. Yeah. Where she's sort of like in all the different times. Right. Sort
1: of like moving back and forth. Yeah. And she seems to understand what's going on a lot better than he does.
0: Yeah. But he's very like a log for the ride. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that would be a very frustrating person to yeah. be in a relationship with. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he <laughs> – they made it work for
0: – Yeah.
1: For however long. Yeah. A couple years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? I don't
1: know. I mean, I – I liked the – I think I liked these better than the first set. I don't know that I like them better than the second. The
0: middle set is still my favorite.
1: Um, I mean, I think – and I was thinking about this today, and that's something we've sort of touched on, but I think these six stories really drive it home at how much the cantina is this transient space, right? And that, like, not, like – Asi- again, aside from the pipe smoker's tale, none of these stories—they like pop into the cantina and are like, "Hey, and then leave." Yeah, like nobody <laughs> is spending time.
0: No, the cantina is just like second base—you'd like touch it and keep moving. Yeah, right. Whereas, like you're like just... Jabba's
1: palace, you know. Is so much more about that space, right? That, yeah. you know, people live there. They're enslaved there, right? Like, you can't just get up and leave. Like, that's the whole big thing about Jabba's Palace, like, falling, right? Is that, like, you? oh, now we can leave because <laughs> we couldn't right. before. Right, yeah, and, like,
0: that's the one story where people leave is the very last story. Right, like, it's because, end. right.
1: And, like, some of those stories, you know, start off taking place, like, outside of Jabba's Palace or sort of, like, flashback, but...
0: Right, or somebody will, like, go run an errand somewhere else, right. but, you know...
1: But like the crux of like most of these stories take place, either off planet completely, <laughs> completely, yeah. or like com- outside of the cantina itself. So the cantina is just this sort of like cr- like a crossroad, right? Like it is just right. a meeting place, um, which I think is really interest, like an interesting way to approach.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's such a public space that it's hard for too much of consequence or too much right. to happen in like a very crowded public space. Right. It's kind of limiting.
1: Yeah. And sort of makes sense, you know, it, it was annoying, but it does sort of make sense that like <laughs> everybody sees the arm slicing as like the big thing. So like you're only there for like an hour and that happens. Like that is the only <laughs>
0: I mean, like, if I was in a bar and like a fight started, and Someone's then a guy talking. cut off someone else's right. arm, you would maybe. I would for sure be talking to other people about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so it like it does sort of make sense that that's the one thing that everyone takes because like nobody else knows what's going on in that unless you look yeah. into Obi Wan's eyes and.
0: Then he will tell you right. everything. Your whole life story. He will speak to you, like, in your... He will use, like, the blessings of the religion you were raised right. in. He will, and he will... He will you
1: change your life for the better. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I, that's Obi-Wan all the way through, right? Like, you, you don't want to sell me death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. Yeah. Like, that's that's who Obi-Wan is. Right.
1: His whole life. <laughs>
0: his whole way through. That's <laughs> who he's always been.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, if... if sort of overarching theme, theme of Tales from Jabba's Palace was this like I want to go home right like I want to yeah. find a place outside of this like hellhole that I'm in I feel like these stories are much more about like doing the right thing or like changing the path that you're on and it makes sense in terms of like the timeline right because this is like at the beginning yeah. of it all um because all these stories like we get multiple stories where people are like that's it. join the
0: rebellion. Like yeah. Where's the rebellion? Where's the sign up sheet? Yeah, I like know, I'm in. No wonder the Empire falls. People are yeah, looking to join the rebellion. Right.
1: Yeah, and Jabba's Constantly. Palace, like nobody's like that optimistic about what's coming, right?
0: Nobody's feeling politically engaged in Java's Palace Right. They're like if I can get home kind of
1: way, like that. would be great. That and it and it would be like a long shot. Like it it would be the best thing that could happen and I'm not sure that it's going to happen and in this people seem a little bit more like alright like I can yeah, make a difference people,
0: people feel like they have options yeah. right like <laughs> yeah I feel like if I would like want to rearrange the order of yes, the stories I think that's
1: true they need to be rearranged
0: yeah like I definitely would not start with the band's tale
1: no no I, I would maybe start hmm this is a fun game
0: yeah, where would you where we go? I think I would looking at the table of contents. I think I would start with uh, the Stormtrooper's Tale.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the Stormtrooper's Tale is a good place to start.
0: Or maybe I would do the Moisture Farmer's Tale and then the Stormtrooper's Tale because I feel like they kind of
1: yeah they kind of go together to each
0: other. They both end with guys being like, "That's it." Yeah, join the robot. I mean, I think I would
1: end with Moftaka and Cabe's Tale definitely yeah
0: um or you, maybe it would be good to to begin with one last night most likely cantina yeah introducing the the cycles and the returns. i get ending with it too yeah but. i mean
1: it does sort of make sense it's just like the stories leading up to that i think like
0: yeah i think it would, you would be have had more to change helpful the,
1: the stories leading in
0: I think it would be better to have that to sort of set the tone yeah, than to have it be the final note. Because I think Muff Talk and Cabe are more sort of generally on theme yeah, for a final. I think so, too. Um, yeah, And I, think, I would put the Diverdian's Tale before or or yeah, the Diverdian's Tale right after, after the band's it, tale. Because yeah, the they have so tale. much to do with each other.
1: Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. Oh, Yeah, and I think it would make me have liked the band's tale more. Yeah, not that I hated it, but it was kind of like.
0: It just felt kind of random. Yeah. The, the,
1: yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and then maybe putting the bartender's tail close right after the like, yeah, the band's tail, the Deronian's tail, and then the bartender's. Why tail
1: doesn't Chalman get a tail? Is that because we don't actually see? Him?
0: Yeah, I think because he's not there. Yeah. How did wh- wh- how did that come about? Is that a ho- holiday <laughs> special? I mean, it must be right. Is it, it a holiday
1: special? Let's see if I uh, how
0: fast is I can probably go- <laughs> in the holiday special. <laughs> he is right. I don't know. I remember B. Arthur being in the holiday yeah, special. But I think at her the boss cantina. is a Wookiee. Oh, he has a
1: mustache. How do Wookiees have mustaches? Know, and the canon. Oh my God, he has a mustache in the Legends version too. Google a picture of Chom. Chal- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's real, real interesting. He does have a mustache. He's got like a wookiee mustache. That is surprising. I don't know. Maybe it was well, apparently maybe it was he, a series. He, there must be a like a whole book about him because they've got this whole thing going on about how he was a street thug. He bought he bought the cantina from these ranit siblings who had a spice den and hmm. yeah. What are these the Adventures of Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, A New Hope, The Princess, The Scoundrel, and The Farm Boy. Oh. Is that Is like, it like the a, novelization of the movie?
1: It sounds like a children's novel- <laughs> novelization.
0: <laughs> that came out in 2015.
1: Oh. So yeah, he's still, I guess he's still canon.
0: Behind the scenes. Maybe that'll tell me something. Yeah. Okay. Chowman was first mentioned in Galaxy Guide 7, Moss Eisley, a 1993 Star Wars legend source book okay. written for Star Wars, the role-playing game. He became canon when he appeared in The Adventures of Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight, a picture book uh, that was released in 2014. So that was how he made the, okay. the crossover. But so he he came from a source book for the Star Wars role-playing game. Okay. It seems like a lot of characters
1: in this early Expanded Universe run, come from the role-playing thing.
0: Yeah. So I feel like we've run which, into that before. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes sense. If you want to have a role-playing game, you got to have a lot of characters. Right.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Got to get them... The Chalman needs Mystery saw
1: for all those who are very... Very good
0: <laughs> <laughs> He has a mustache.
1: <laughs> I like
0: this. Drawing offset. the maps of peace, the moisture farmer's tale. Then... The Stormtrooper's tail, yeah. Then the Jawas tail, the Rannets tail. Those yeah, stay together. together, yeah. Then the Pipe Smoker's tail,
1: yeah.
0: Um,
1: I say we just get rid of Greedo's tail.
0: Greedo's tail out. The Tanaka sisters, sisters out. out.
1: Yeah, those two out.
0: Yeah. Then af- I would do Night Lily after the Pipe Smoker. Yeah,
1: because
0: they're two different, like opposite kinds of predators, but still yeah. sort of on
1: theme. Yeah, for sort of like, then, horror.
0: Yeah, then, like, the band, the yeah, DeVronian, DeVronian, the bartender.
1: Yeah. Then maybe Dr. And, Death. And
0: then maybe Dr. Death, although he doesn't super belong in here. No.
1: It's so, f- yeah, it's <laughs> so funny that, like, every story, like, shows him and Pundababa and then, like, his story just, like, completely doesn't have anything to do with yeah, well, it. Yeah,
0: why isn't their story just, like, what they were doing that day that led to those choices? Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. It's a good story, but I think that it doesn't fit in my collection. Like that yeah, one yeah. has to go out too. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah,
1: yeah. End with Talks yeah. cocktail.
0: End with moft talking cape.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Fixed it because I I feel like there's some strong themes in here overall. Yeah, but I do feel like yeah, yeah, that it's a could be a little uh, could be tightened up a little tightened. bit. Yeah. Which they, I feel like they, they did,
1: did. They did seem to perfect it. In from Dallas. Dallas, yeah,
0: which makes me very interested to see how things go when we get to the bounty hunter. Yeah, because like
1: that's not about a space, like a no,
0: like it's a It's a profession.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's about a profession.
0: very I wonder how
1: a very strict many, profession, as we've learned from the *Star Wars* universe. Being a bounty hunter has a lot of
0: rules. It's just like the the guild yeah. secretary <laughs> tale <laughs> like
1: yeah like how this do we, guy like, is about the managing
0: hunter? managing time sheets and it turns out that like one bounty hunter has been clocking out another bounty yeah. hunter and can't you, you can't do that
1: right. and so you them just them get a stern warning <laughs> 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 nope <laughs> strike one of twenty strikes. <laughs>
0: yeah this is gonna be serious eventually
1: yeah well we're gonna have a meeting with the higher-ups and
0: <laughs> we're gonna schedule a meeting i mean it's an optional meeting but you you want to be there for yeah. this optional meeting it's
1: gonna be a lot of meetings and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of more paperwork to sign
0: well yes you can come by phone if that's what you
1: need yeah we but. will but. accommodate that <laughs> but so you should really
0: be here for that The stormtrooper is like a lot like Finn in uh, yeah
1: Force Awakens. Similar,
0: a very similar trajectory. Yeah, trajectory.
1: Veers was shockingly insecure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how did that guy rise in the ranks so far with that complete inability to accept feedback? He like
1: broke down like as soon as this kid comes in and is like. Hey, like I have a way to like make your like weapon better and like more foolproof, and he's like, go to hell,
0: <laughs> literally. The, the thing, like if you just did what he said, Wait, then, then he wouldn't be dead. Yeah, it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a. This is a problem that you can't solve. These weapons are useless. No, it was, it was like, like here's a really handy maneuver in case someone tries something. And, like you have yeah, to. You know think... who would be dead, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> that's who <laughs> would be <we're laughs> You have to think that Veers is just like going back to his room, like screaming into a pillow, yeah. biting his jacket. You know, like
1: loving. he's got a pint of ice cream. He's like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah
0: hyperventilating, trying to call someone. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Ron Burgundy in the the glass case of emotion. In the glass case of emotion.
1: He, like, doesn't know what to do. I was wondering, but they didn't mention this. Like, maybe he was afraid, like, Vader would, like, murder him for... But, like... Even but you have the reasonable.
0: solution. Like, <laughs> it's just like you teach the guys, like, okay, and then when the ships come at you and they start to go low, just duck. These t- these things can duck. duck and, yeah. like, no one's yeah. ever thought of that and no one ever will again.
1: They'll be fine.
0: And it's you have to know that, like, he really he really had some egg on his face in that moment when no, they started tying up he <laughs> the inside
1: legs. dying. Yeah, he goes back to his room and he's, like, questioning <laughs> every life choice he's ever made. He, you know, you know, he was just so proud of the AT-ST yeah. walker and he was like, it's so much better than the ATS t walker. It's like, you know, completely armored. There's no way that anybody <laughs> could bring this machine down. I've made the best thing the Empire's ever seen. And
0: everyone is gonna be so proud of and me. And you know, all like, his friends is... and
1: all his buddies were like, oh my God, like, great, good on you, Veers. Like, what a great yeah, job. It's and it's like, if this
0: rests on us, Veers, you, you deserve yeah. it.
1: <laughs> it was his proudest moment and his ego was so fragile that the tiniest <laughs> bit of criticism just like shattered
0: him. <laughs> but then like, in the in the battle of Hoth, when the when the ATAT started coming down, do you yeah. think like he thought that back. he thought yeah. back on this moment, or that at that he had just repressed it so deeply that like yeah. it was like it was happening for the first time?
1: I think he, because he does get he does get flustered, like he gets pretty flustered. Yeah. So maybe he like it's happening, and he's like, wait a minute, and then he remembers it, and he just like inside is just.
0: He's like just the captain of the Titanic. Yeah, like he like just. A guest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like I'll just take my tea and <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't even lock myself he in like, the <laughs> and just not do a thing. Yeah, he came off real, real bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I mean he's like this whole book is just like no wonder the empire. Falls. Yeah, yeah, it's a it makes miracle it really they have lasted this long. Like yeah, they're all they're
1: shooting just each like, other.
0: They are nonstop radicalizing the population. Yeah, <laughs> everyone who even like sees them, people who are just trying to live their normal lives right. just like you know what, forget it. I am joining the rebellion. Rebellion.
1: Like, I am doing it.
0: They have zero ability to uh, cultivate loyalty in their troops. Yeah. Like, they're not not indoctrinating people with any kind of quality. Yeah. They're not listening to good ideas. You know, right, they're yeah. Really... They're
1: demoting people who clearly are actually good at their job.
0: Yeah, and. I mean they're just a wreck. Yeah. Like
1: And this is I, early I, on. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is real early. This is yeah. Stormtroopers are shooting the commanding officers in the back. Yeah. And the other stormtroopers are just like, oh, he was shot in the crossfire, what do you do? Like Yeah. Nobody's nobody's reading their A game no. here. It's it's real it's real bad. <laughs> it's,
1: it's they're going down. <laughs> Let's talk about the Alteranian woman. Okay. What's her what's her deal? <laughs> well
0: like I don't understand how you could be a Tatooine moisture farmer and get to Alderaan to meet an Alderaanian woman and be like, "Hey, you know what you should do? Move back to Tatooine with me and farm moisture." <laughs> like, yeah. I would rather be I would rather be homeless on Alderaan than be the most successful moisture farmer on Tatooine. Yeah, or like if she's like
1: supposedly like Aldera- Alderaan was a pretty wealthy planet like it's yeah. hard to imagine that she you know was you know in a really bad situation like just why do you move no, like, with her, her to Alderaan yeah, her mom and
0: sister are visiting for the wedding like yeah I,
1: they're probably not fine like maybe they're not yeah. level you know rich but you know Alderaan seems like a pretty good place no matter what and yeah and she's like I mean she talks about like how like I love she is with this guy but I'm like I don't know, lady.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we, like Alderaan's an option.
1: Another, another way.
0: <laughs> yeah, just stay on Alderaan. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. This is like the girl in Fiddler on the Roof who goes to Siberia to be with oh, the, yeah. the dissident. Except no one is sending these people to to Tatooine. Right. They're just She's like getting on a going. train to Siberia for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she talks about because we
1: we've witnessed the the ceremony of. Waters. The waters, yeah. She talks about like you know on Alderaan, we just like throw water out the window for no reason. <laughs> so yeah, much and, and
0: and of to it. Tons of water. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And they t- oh yeah, and they talk a lot about. So, like, remember, like remember
0: showers? Yeah. You're really gonna miss yeah. showers after you <laughs> yeah, finish. Yeah, like we a could a take
1: while. showers for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can't even bathe. <laughs> yeah you <laughs> like just way have to, to, to use, rub it in lady Jeez.
0: you have to use sand to, to rub the grit off right you just like use more dirt dr-
1: to get the dirt you already have off so you have just fresh dry, just dry <laughs> just
0: dry exfoliate all the filth from your body like yeah. that works
1: <laughs>
0: oh. oh, you know there's sand in everything no wonder Anakin hated yeah, it so much I,
1: Anakin really it gets everywhere
0: I mean he's not wrong <laughs> he's like I'm He's just, <laughs> this the is beach, not the right like, time to talk about. He's it. <laughs> not wrong, and it does get everywhere. It's coarse. That yeah. drive back from the beach, like there is, it's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, you know, he, but you he's know, not wrong.
1: You have a lot bigger fish to fry, and that's not an attractive <laughs> thing to say. <laughs>
0: no, complaining yeah. about texture yeah. is not that's the nice. best flirty talk.
1: Yeah. Oh. I was just thinking. Why was I just thinking about Attack of the Clones? I was just thinking about it recently for some reason. Oh, I was actually I was listening to a, like it must be a couple months cause I'm behind. An episode of Doug Benson's uh, Doug Love Movies podcast comes up again, and John Ham was on, and he said he had just recently like rewatched the prequels just to like make sure it was bad, and he's like it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Thinking about the prequels.
0: John Ham is hilarious. He is
1: really funny, and he needs more comedic rules.
0: Yeah. As- oh, that reminds me. This is really off-topic, but go. it's our podcast. So.
1: <laughs> we can do what we want.
0: Yeah. I've I meant to ask you about this in between ourselves, so I'll just bring it up. <laughs> it. Now, I was... I'm friends with somebody on Facebook who recently posted that, like, because the people who have been doing Batman and Superman in the DC Warner Brothers movies aren't going to be... don't want to do it anymore uh-huh. or whatever. And he said that they should cast... John Hamm as Superman and Carl Urban as Batman. Oh. And I feel like it should be, be the other way.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Okay. No one else has agreed with me so Seriously? far. Everyone is. I think
1: Yeah. I mean, John Hamm is a beautiful looking man. He's gorgeous. But I feel like he's got the sort of rugged look of a Batman more than.
0: Yeah, it's like in the cheeks, right? Yeah. Like yeah, he's just- the cheeks are like a little bit sunken and
1: Yeah. And he could do. I feel like he would bring a humor to Batman that maybe we haven't seen.
0: Exactly. Like, yet. I think Batman has gotten too dour, and John Hamm has just the right kind of ability to poke a little fun yeah. in it.
1: But I mean, and, I feel like Carl Urban could do either, maybe. I think they both could do I mean, either. Like, yeah, they're both fine actors. But I. But, yeah, but I, I, I think. think I... I agree. I
0: like Carl Urban, and I think that he could bring... Yeah. I think I would I would be more interested in his Superman than his Batman. Yeah, I think so, too. Although, he could also be funny. He's
1: really funny. Yeah, he's very funny in Thor Ragnarok.
0: <laughs> he was hilarious in Thor Ragnarok. He was funny. He's been funny in the Star Trek movies. Like, yeah, he's yeah, hilarious. He's oh, yeah. He's a great bones. Yeah. I <laughs> agree. just watch, just watch <laughs> some Carl Urban. But, yeah, I think I would be more interested in Carl Urban's Superman. I feel like Superman gets played a little bit like too flat and yeah. I don't think John Hamm is flat, but I think that Carl Urban is even less flat than yeah. John Hamm. I feel like John Hamm's characters are like self aware in a way that Batman needs to be. Like Batman needs to be able to look at his situation and be like, oh come on. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially if we keep Michael Caine as Alfred. I'm also on board to keep Jeremy Irons as Alfred though. Yeah. No, like, oh, yeah, I love Jeremy. Jeremy Irons. Do, th- do you think Jeremy <laughs> Irons wants to do <laughs> <laughs> Who's Just let him
1: yeah, you want to just do another pay, Dungeons just, and Dragons movie? I'll go with me. <laughs> if,
0: you, if the check clears, Jeremy Irons is your man. Yeah. So,
1: and he, you know, that's not a bad thing. No, he's bringing the band.
0: Is he's out to work and he he brings his A game no matter what set you put him on. What is that?
1: Mo- beautiful creatures is that the one that they did on where they he has a southern accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what stand we
0: by, <laughs> stand by, John Hamm as Batman. <laughs> over Carl Urban. Although, I love Carl Urban. And yeah. I feel like we should have had more of an urbanizance than we've had. they Maybe yeah. it's still coming. Yeah. If they could do, like, a new Xena and he could still be Cupid.
1: <laughs> they should do that. Re- they should do
0: it. They were, gonna, they were gonna do a Xena reboot, but then it didn't work out for some reason.
1: They should really think think hard about doing they that. They <laughs> should.
0: There's room, there's room for a Xena reboot.
1: Yeah. I think
0: so. Yeah. So, anyway, in, yeah. in the in the pipe smokers tale (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say like even though there's not really much story to it so we didn't talk about it much the prose in the pipe smokers tale is amazing like it is I think this one is much scarier than the assassin's tale in in Tales from Jabba's Palace Yeah, she does Um, a
1: really this is Jennifer Robinson again um, and she does a really good job
0: yeah it's got a very sort of dark fairy tale kind of vibe yeah. to it. Like what he's describing himself. He says, um, I am Anzat of the Anzati. You know me now as Danic Jericho, but I have many names. You knew them all as children, forgot yeah. them as adults. Legend is fiction, myth unreal. It is easier to set aside childish things in the false illumination of adulthood because the fears of childhood are always formed of truths. Some truths are harder than others. Some folk tales far more frightening. Let there be no fear. Fear is not what I crave, neither what I desire. It is corrosive to the palate, like vinegar in in place of wine. Let there be courage, not cowardice. Let there be arrogance of plenty. Self-confidence, not self-doubt. Security in one's skills. And the willingness, the restlessness, the boundless physicality of the only constant, the testing of one's limits, assumption of risk, not reticence, the challenge of chance. Make me no predictions. Write me no prophecy. Permit me to take... What is best of you? What is best in you? Let me liberate it. In me, you will live forever. Yeah. Like, that's that's some scary stuff. Yeah,
1: it's very haunting. And I think... So I just I just Googled because I wasn't sure. These are the only two stories she's written for Star Wars, which is really a shame. Um, There's something
0: about this guy who really, like, captured her imagination yeah. in, in some way, it seems. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, it, it's... I, I would be interested in reading... These two stories back to back and seeing sort of, yeah, you know, how it, they fit together. And um, I mean, he's, I think so far, one of the scariest characters we've.
0: I think so. I think he's definitely. Against. I can't think of anybody who I've been.
1: Yeah, as freaked out.
0: As freaked out by. Because most Star Wars villains I don't find actually yeah. being. I mean, the
1: Boba monks are a little bit crazy.
0: The Bobar books are actually super scary. I'm just not sure if they're villains or, yeah, you know, yeah, like, what
1: their deal is. We don't really know.
0: And maybe we know. Maybe they just sort of, like, hit a reasonable limit yeah. when it came to this Jabba's Palace situation. Maybe the
1: Han Solo journal goes deep into... <laughs> 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 it's written for children. But maybe we get, like, it a is. really hardcore, like, examination of... I
0: don't, I don't remember world. that. But, like, maybe. I, just want, I hope. Like, a,
1: I want to... I want a, like a detailed Bomar Monks breakdown.
0: Yeah, like the Samarillion, but for Boomerangs, yeah, Monks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That level of that detail. Level,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I assume they come up again at some point. Yeah,
0: I, I think there's definitely I think they may have come up a lot like comics or something.
1: Oh, maybe. I mean, it's certainly not the last time we're going to visit Tatooine. I
0: don't no. think so for a for a nowheresville people yeah sure go there a yeah, lot Yeah, sure
1: end up there somehow
0: <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I can't talk to it's me. just
0: funny like I've been to plenty of like nowhere places yeah they're not just non-stop overflowing with people and celebrities they are in fact right, like nowhere. nowhere's places yeah.
1: yeah I mean maybe once like this whole thing happened it became like sort of like a you know Like, a historical, like, go visit Tatooine. Like, a big,
0: like, tourist attraction. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and once, like, Jabba's Palace fell, like, maybe the crime kind of went down. and
0: Yeah, so there's, like, a little, (laughs) like, recreation of the moisture farm where Luke grew up. Yeah, and, like, plaques
1: where you could read. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can do that sort of, like, settler's life kind of thing where there's people, like, reenacting what it was like to farm moisture back when Luke was there and... School kids on field trips can, like, get a droplet of moisture instead yeah. of dipping a candle.
1: <laughs> or a droplet. Here's some yeah, piece everybody, of water.
0: <laughs> everybody gets their, like, uh, little, like, sippy cup, little, yeah. like, paper Dixie cup of blue milk. and
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to the gift shop and get, like, a hat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like a tattooing hat.
1: Yeah, a tattooing
0: hat moisture farms of tattooing hat
1: (laughs) moisture farmed on tattooing
0: (laughs) or like a keychain with your name on it
1: yeah that has like the twin sons
0: yeah aww super cute (laughs) I would love a I would love a Caroline keychain with the twin sons of tattooing
1: I bet well I don't know I bet it wouldn't be that hard to either find or make yeah
0: so I guess that kind of takes care of these tales yeah
1: I mean I enjoyed overall
0: yeah, these were fun tales. Yeah,
1: um, I enjoyed them.
0: And, I mean, not as good as Jabba's Palace, no, but still good. No, I don't good. think
1: so, but still overall good. I love the idea of, like, changing up genre and... Some, and
0: yeah, and some real winners in here. Yes, right? like, I think individual ones,
1: ones, there are some really good ones, um, you know, and I yeah. think most of them, even the ones that I didn't think were really good stand out, I think most of them were good. Yeah. 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 These are
0: so next, are we starting the Corellian Trilogy? We're
1: starting we- the no. Corellian Trilogy. I, I don't remember what the first book is called.
0: <laughs> it's called Am- Ambush at Corellia. Oh. oh.
1: Han
0: Solo on the cover of this does not look
1: like Han Solo at all. It looks like maybe he's wearing like, a this mask. It's a does not look of, like, like, it's a man like wearing Harrison a mask Ford.
0: <laughs> a man with very different hair than Harrison Ford <laughs> wearing a Han Solo mask and it's like like, Leia knows. Like, the look on Leia's face is like, oh, yeah, my God, where did you get this, that Hulk The
1: Michael mask? Myers of the
0: Star Wars <laughs> universe.
1: <laughs> he found a Captain Kirk mask and put it on.
0: <laughs> Luke is also looking real haggard on the cover of this thing. This is not a very good cover for these characters. He is, f- is he a floating head? <laughs> He's a disembodied floating head. Oh, no. Like, yeah. So the back of the book says... A trade summit on Corellia brings Han Solo back to the home world he left many years before arriving on the distant planet with leia their children and chewbacca han finds Corellia overrun with agents of the new republic intelligence and finds himself part of a deceptive plan whose aims not even he understands one thing is clear the five inhabited worlds of the sector are on the brink of civil war and the once peaceful coexistence of the three leading races human selonian and Dralian, has come to an end suddenly all that han leia and the others of the alliance have fought for is threatened as jammer ships block all all communication with Luke Skywalker and the outside universe, Han and Leia find themselves trapped in a world about to explode in violence unless they can meet a fanatical rebel leader's impossible demands. This seems very complicated. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> this, this takes place... 14 years after Battle uh, of the Jedi. Oh, Jedi. Yeah. After Battle of, Yowen, B- after yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah,
1: Before or after Battle of the which seems like a weird place to differentiate stuff yeah but, um, so it's
0: 14 years so so kids and jason kids are, like are like seven
1: seven and i guess anakin's like five
0: five yeah so it'll be interesting to see them at that age so i definitely i think
1: i i don't know that i read all three of these books i definitely read the first one and i have a very vague memory of it
0: yeah so we'll this book is only 300 pages long you know what
1: that's enough <laughs> Great. <laughs> I just
0: kind of like, I am sold. This is how I make decisions about movies now. Yeah. Any movie that is under two hours, I'm like, great. I want to go see that one. The closer to 90 minutes you get, the better. Yeah. And for my Star Wars books, I think it's going to be the, like, the closer you get to 250 pages, the better. Like, yeah. 300 well, is totally I think,
1: acceptable. I think we've been hurt in the past, but. We have. <laughs> we've been mistreated because the thing <laughs> was just like I Jedi was like six hundred. I think that was the longest one we read, and like yes, yeah. it was hard to get through. But like overall, I enjoyed that book. Yeah. Despite the length, what really got us was the Air Damper. <laughs> Those which <laughs> just went burnt. increasingly more pages,
0: and like less happened in yeah. each one.
1: Yeah. And I think we've been burned, so I think we're right. We to have. Be I think this will be good. But this is a whole is, new like a great.
0: A great number for a novel. And this is a whole new author for us. Yeah. Ro- uh, Roger McBride Allen. Yeah, we we not, don't know him yet. We have not
1: read him. I think he's written other things. Probably. For the Star Wars universe. I'm not sure. We'll have to look into that. But, but yeah, it's a new, brand new author. Yeah. So we we're we're going into this with so much optimism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as we always do right we always have hope this seems like I'm going to need to take a lot of notes like a lot of things happen to the plot right yeah. here on the back of the book yeah so.
1: I've been slacking on notes the last couple weeks I think
0: That's yeah I a think you're gonna again. gonna have to really get in here yeah. but yeah
1: I'm, but I'm um, looking forward to it
0: yeah I'm excited I'm excited I think it's gonna be gonna be a
1: fun one yeah so yeah, so yeah. join us next week alrighty bye 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 Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore alderon. We're on Instagram, adolescenceafteralderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much.